You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey, welcome back to The Devoted Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. Today is going to be a little bit, so this is Amy sitting in her closet, imagining that I could be sitting across from some of you. And I know how silly that sounds, because that would mean that basically for the next half hour, or however long I chat in here, I'm, I'm just talking to myself and I'm not really getting to hear and make eye contact with you guys and hear your side of this. But where this is coming from a little bit is, is a little bit today, we're going to talk about some things that I actually get some emails on sometimes or people on our team get emails. So I sort of am feeling like you've asked the question and uh, now I want to get a chance to answer it in a little bit longer form, a little bit longer than what maybe an email response would be. And I'm hoping that this is just helpful to a lot of you as you as you think through this. And so where I'm going with this is lots of times we get questions about, have you heard of this book? Or what do you know about this speaker? Is this a good person? Would you recommend this source? Would you, you know, different things like that. And so here's the thing. I mean, guys, we have so much out there right now, don't we? I mean, you can follow whole just women's conferences. There's that vein. There's books. There's some blogs are still out there kicking. There is YouTube videos and podcasts. And I mean, there's just a slew of stuff out there that I mean, most of the time you could sit here and think, okay, I'm kind of on information overload. But there's also times where there's some good sources out there that we would like to learn and glean from. And so it's it's a perfectly natural, normal question to ask, hey, is this good or is this not? So I kind of just wanted to do an episode. And if you guys would just allow me to kind of share my perspective on this, I feel like ultimately Scripture is our greatest guide on even questions that seem like, wait, but I didn't see where it said chapter and verse that I, you know, should go to if gathering or I shouldn't. (laughs) But I actually think that scripture does give us some direction in this. And so I want to look at that a little bit. Now, I already named one. I said if gathering. And so some of you are like, oh, is she going to talk about that? Is that one good? Is it not? I'm actually not going to talk about that, (laughs) but meaning in specifics and meaning the women speakers that are there. I'm hoping to give you guys a little bit more of a background, a little bit more of some scriptural spine here to kind of go back to and read those scriptures yourself. Ask the Lord in prayer about every single one of these things. If you're wanting to read a certain book or you're wanting to go to a conference or different things like that, I kind of want you guys to look at scripture and see what scripture says about these things and then ultimately pray and ask the Lord for the direction you should go on some of those things. And I'm not trying to be too detailed. And then at the same time, I kind of am like I personally think we can come to the Lord in prayer about literally everything. There is nothing too small. There is nothing too big and all that is in between. I have thought before and I've done this where, you know, like literally praying about, man, what should my shopping list be like at the grocery store? (laughs) What should my family be eating? And you're like, really? You pray about stuff like that? Yeah, I do sometimes. And the reason is, is because first of all, the Lord is never, he's never too busy for you. He's never, you know, 
wanting to move on to a bigger topic or what he just he's with you he cares so much he loves you and he's in all the little details and so i don't think it's a silly request if you're coming to the lord on even something like managing your home or your budget or a book you should read you know so i am going to talk a little bit about books and authors and things like that i'm not going to really name too many people that will frustrate some of you and that will others of you you will smile at that so it's kind of in the middle my reason for that is that i have no problems naming a speaker or a person that i think is clearly outside of true doctrine. You guys know on I've talked on the podcast before, or maybe it was on Devoted Live, but I've mentioned Jen Hatmaker before. I have no trouble doing that, not because I bear her any ill will or anything like that, but the teachings that she has, as funny, as, you know, lighthearted and fun it might be to, you know, walk down the lane of some of her stories, her uh, books and her, her teaching of where she's at right now is outside of scripture. And so I have no trouble saying a person like that is uh, that's something you should just watch, not only watch out for. I actually think that scripture tells us to flat out avoid such people. So but then there's other ones that are a little bit more within the lane of like, boy, I don't out and right here heresy or anything like that. But sometimes you just even get a little bit of a check in your spirit still about it. And I think that is something that you need to pray about if that's the case. I think it's super valuable if you're married, even if you're not married, if you've, if you've got a, a brother or a dad. I think guys actually have a really great perspective. Godly men have a great perspective on some of these things because a lot of the authors, speakers, all these things that come down in the lane of women's ministry, there is a ton of emotion that goes with that. And you guys know my heart on this. I think the emotion and the feeling that that the Lord made us with, I think is great. I think that's within our design, but it's not something that we should allow to lead us. And I think we need to be careful about that because, you know, I've given you guys even embarrassing stories about myself in the past where I feel like my emotion led me into a situation that my husband had been like, mm, nope, that's not something you should do, eh? you know? So those are great things within our design, but we do have to be aware that particularly when it comes to women's books or speakers, conferences, things like that, a lot of times there's a ton of emotion or there's a lot of an experience type of agenda that's led a little bit. If I I don't mean to make that sound too jaded because in some of these cases, I truly do believe these are women that are sold out for the Lord, that they absolutely have a vibrant walk with Jesus. They're methods, the ways in which they distribute, you know, put out their information and their presentations and things like that. Sometimes it's just a flavor thing. You're like, "Mm, no, that's just not really my jam. But it doesn't mean it's something against scripture. And then in other cases, you can go, ooh, you know what? I don't think that that is something that I should be probably putting a lot of time into. So I apologize if I'm speaking super vague, but I bet you there's enough of you guys out there that have kind of had these old your these thoughts yourselves and gone, boy, is this a book I should read or not? Sometimes I feel like if if we're asking that question based on the not just like, you know, you picked it up and you're like, her name sounds cool. But if you've actually done a little bit of research and you're still asking that question of like, I don't know if this is a good source or not. I actually most of the time I would say err on the side of caution and don't just don't read it. If you're trying to figure out like, "Mm, should I read this book and study this book with someone, but I'm I'm not real sure about all these things, I would go, "Mm, 
just pick a book of the Bible and let's stick with that, you know? But I also don't want to come at you guys and say, man, don't read anything else. I think there's a lot of really great sources. You guys know that I have talked about some authors that I think are really good. I've talked to you guys about books and authors. I've had authors even on the podcast, right? And we've talked about some of those things. So that I don't want us to just say, oh, we should never read a book or we, we got to read the Bible and that's it. Not that I think you could really go wrong with that, but I also get wanting to, you know, learn and dive deeper on some things. And I actually think there's some great authors and sources that drive you deeper into knowing scripture. And man, if that is the outcome that you get from studying a book that someone has written or a talk that someone has given, that is when you're headed in the right direction. If it's pointing you to the Lord and if it's pointing you to go, man, I want to really look at those scriptures myself. That's a good sign. That's a great sign. In some ways, I feel like this is a little bit of a disclaimer episode, too, because like I said, there's sometimes people will say, well, who do you recommend for such and such? And I think I've heard Pastor Brett gives us his example as well. There are people that I would absolutely recommend on a particular issue, but it could be that I don't agree with them necessarily on everything. You know, the R.C. Sproul is a great example. OK, he is no longer he's with the Lord now, but excellent Bible teacher. I think the things that he teaches on the authority of scripture, the things that he teaches just like on scripture only, all of the, I mean, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. Now, there's some other things that he has an opinion on, like his his views on eschatology, totally disagree with, totally disagree with. But does it mean that I would, would I feel weird about recommending to someone his book on the authority of scripture? No, I really wouldn't. Because it's, it's absolutely in line with scripture. It's making you go to scripture and really put it on a, a high level. Those are good things. Those are things we want to be pointed to. So I think one of the things that you have to look at when you're trying to evaluate if it's something that you should, if it's an author you should follow or a conference you should go to, I think some of the issues you need to always be aware of is the thing that they're teaching. If it's something that it should be something we divide from. I just gave you that example of R.C. Sproul, and he has a very different eschatological view than I do. That's not a salvation issue. There's Christians that fall on both sides. Well, there's many different views of eschatology, and those are not salvation issues. Now, I have really strong opinions about that. I think that scripture gives a excellent case for the opinion that I hold, but you can absolutely be a Christian, know Jesus, go to heaven and not agree on eschatology. That's okay. There's other views like that. So some people would say maybe creation views fall into this. I believe in a young earth creation, and I think the Bible supports that. There's other Bible-believing Jesus followers that think differently. Do you guys hear the hesitation in my voice? This is where Amy's own opinion, my own <laughs> issue with being too opinionated can come out. Because I do think that you have to think with creation that God created the heavens and the earth. It has to be God. Because if it's something that is outside of scripture, that's when you find that that's a dividing issue. So if someone says that they believe in evolution and a big bang and, you know, all of these things and they completely remove God from the equation of creation, then that's a dividing issue because they are going against what scripture tells us in Genesis 1-1. 
Another example would might be women's roles in the church. We did a whole episode on that. So I, I've kind of spelled out to you guys exactly what I think that scripture says about women's roles in the church. People disagree on the interpretation of some of those scriptures. And I don't think that that is a salvation issue. Now, like I warned you guys and kind of gave you a cautionary note on in that episode is that I do think we have to be careful with some of these tertiary issues, particularly that one. And maybe that's just because that's my lane, you know, women's ministry. But I do think we have to be careful about those because we don't want to fall in a place where we're just not willing to be obedient to what scripture says because we don't think it fits with culture. I think that's not okay. It's not a determining salvation issue. You know, they call these tertiary or secondary issues. Now, things that are absolute essential issues and doctrine and things that you must have agreement on would be like the atonement, right? We believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and that paid the penalty for our sins. With that, you could tuck in there is that we are sinners in the first place. It's essential that we believe that we are sinners and that we are in need of that atonement and of Jesus paying that price. Some of you may be going, well, who doesn't? It depends on how long you've been in the church, and it might depend on what other influence you've heard. If you had told me five years ago that there would be people that claim to follow Jesus, claim to be Christians, and they did not believe that we are sinners— like that they kind of believed that we were actually just kind of basically good. Or if you had told me that people wouldn't really believe in the atonement, in fact, they would say that the fact that Jesus died on the cross, that's just this cosmic child abuse. And this is terrible to believe that there would be a God that would impose that upon his son. I honestly, I probably wouldn't have taken you seriously. I thought, no way. There's no way that Christians would believe that. But we've talked about it tons on the podcast. We had Elisa Childers last summer when she came and, and talked at the Renewed Conference, which if you've not had a chance to listen to the two or three talks that she gave, I believe it's three, it is on our Athey Women YouTube channel, and it's absolutely must listen. It's so good. Because she does point out that there's this movement, guys, of people that claim to be Christians some of you, I've heard from some of you, went to churches that went this route and have come out of that because those are things that, those are dividing issues. Those are things that those are essential doctrines that there must be agreement on to be in fellowship with that group. Now, a lot of times people, when they, and I've given you a very few examples. We said atonement. Another one that's really popular, I guess you could, if you could see my air quotes there, is that Jesus isn't God. He's just more of like a, you know, a cool guy that was really kind and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. that That's not the Jesus of the Bible. And that's outside doctrine. That is outside of teaching of scripture. So that's another one of those big issues. There's several of those. We, we did a podcast on the essential doctrines and we highlighted a few. I would recommend that, you know, if you're part of Athey, go to our website and check out what Pastor Brett has talked about with the essential doctrines, because those are important for us to know. And they might stretch you a little bit. You might learn some vocabulary that maybe you weren't, you know, you didn't know before. That's okay. Challenge yourself in that. And especially if you've got kids, teach your kids those doctrines as well and teach them what the Bible says about these things, because that is so important to know, because otherwise, when you are confronted with maybe a really great speaker that maybe she's dynamic and or this book that is funny and it's I mean, it's just great. It's so relatable. If you don't already know what the essential doctrines of Christianity are and what the Bible really says about things, then you may not recognize some of the crazy that's out there. And there is some crazy out there that we really, it looks good. It is something that, 
like I said, it's usually with for women's stuff, it's usually kind of cloaked in this really great, relatable and funny and all the things that are just so great. But if you peel it back, if you are aware of what your Bible says, you're going to notice, ooh, there's some stuff here that I need to stay away from. I want to read you guys Romans 16, because sometimes when people think about this this issue and really focusing on, you know, hardcore doctrine and stuff, they're like, well, we don't really want to talk about doctrine because that's so divisive. Uh, wow. Peel that phrase back for a second, but put a pin in that for a second and listen to, let's, this is Romans 16. Verse 17 says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles. Okay, so he's saying, hey, see, Paul's agreeing that I should be careful about people that are divisive. Yes, he is. But then listen to what he says being divisive about what? And he says, who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. And then he says to avoid them. So he's saying that the things that you need to be careful about, the divisive ones, are the ones that are saying things outside of doctrine. So if someone is maintaining a belief that uh, homosexuality is not a sin, the Bible specifically says that it is a sin. It says it in more than one case. It's not just in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament as well. If they are saying that they are the one actually that is being divisive because they're, they're coming outside, they're point, trying to pull away from the doctrine that you have been taught, that, that's here in Scripture, that Paul is talking about here in Romans. And then he goes on to say, he says, avoid them, okay? So it's not just like, you know, watch out, you know, be discerning and, and maybe don't believe everything. He's like literally saying, just stay away. Just absolutely stay away from him. And then he says, for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. That phrase right there, I think that pegs so many women's ministry things that get off off course because they're all draped in the smooth talk and the flattery and they deceive the hearts of the naive. When I see that and I go, oh, okay, I don't want to be the naive. I don't want to be that. I want to know what my Bible says so that when I hear something that might sound good, you know, might be like good for our itching ears kind of thing. It feels right. It is easy on culture. We don't really have to change much about ourselves, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then when I need to hear that, I need to go, ooh, no, I don't don't want to go that route because that's falling into being in the naive that Paul's talking about. So you can go back and look at other podcasts we've done or, you know, go to the Athe website and uh, check out teachings that Pastor Brett has done on essential doctrines. I'm pretty sure it, it, Chris and I did one on the essentials that we kind of walked our kids through. Um, if you want to see kind of a, a bite-sized version of that, but know what those essentials are and don't just know what a, you know, a pastor that you listen to at a church or whatever, what they say, but like actually go to your Bible and look at what it says and know where those things come from. They're not just talking points. It's it's scripture. A source that I will say that I that I like to go to and okay, I should go back to saying, remember I said this is our disclaimer episode because anytime I give a source, like I said with RC Sproul or whatever, if I say something that he has said maybe on the authority of scripture or something like that, please you have to hear that's not me saying that I point for point agree with every single thing RC Sproul has said. There is a website that I use a lot for just different sources called gotquestions.com. How easy is that to remember? Gotquestions.com. Everything that I've seen from them looks pretty solid and they give really good references, things for you to look at in scripture and things like that. And, And so I think it's good. Now, have I read every single word? 
that Got Questions has ever written. Do I know the authors personally? Nope, nope, nope. So whenever we say somebody, you know, really put this in the camp of literally any human being (laughs) that you could say you would give as a reference, we're all sinners, right? So as sinners, we are going to miss the mark sometimes. I'm going to miss the mark. Pastors that you love to listen to are going to miss the mark because they're human and they're sinners. So we need to be careful that, yes, even if you hear somebody that maybe you really respect their opinion and they say, this source, yeah, I think that author's great. Great. That's cool. Might give you a good place to start from. But do not ever turn your discernment filter off. Okay, you got to keep that engaged. When we've talked about here on the podcast, we talked about in Devoted Live, the things that we should think on. And we and we went all the way through Philippians 4, 8. I'll just read that to you again in case you don't have it memorized yet, but we should memorize this one. This is this is that great little teener plop of the filter that we can run everything through. And Paul is telling the Philippians to think on the things, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellent excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Those are the things that we run that filter through. That's our strainer. And we're going to put everything that we've got, we're going to throw it through the strainer of scripture. And those are the things we're going to think on. So I want to expand this just a little bit to talk about what discernment, what role does this play in it? Because we've talked a little bit about there are issues that are essential, things that those are deal breakers. Then there's some non-essentials where perhaps we can have some disagreement, but it, it isn't something where we have to divide on necessarily. Many people have, I don't know who said this originally, but it's it's quoted that in the essentials, unity, in the non-essentials, diversity, and in all things, charity. There should be an attitude and a heart of being loving towards our brothers and sisters in Christ, even if it's something that you really disagree on. We don't want to lose the charity in this. We don't want this to get ugly. And sadly, it does get ugly at times, doesn't it? But with that, I like I already read you that piece that where Paul tells us to actually avoid those people. There is that place, though, that we are told that we can still be loving. You don't have to be mean and nasty or anything like that. But when scripture tells us to avoid something and avoid those that are teaching something that is false, then we need to obey what scripture says, whether that's popular or not. I feel like there's times that I have gotten this right and times I've gotten it wrong. So there years ago, there was a conference that I was watching online and there was a speaker, a gal that was speaking and man, okay, she was just a really dynamic speaker. And uh, the passage that she was speaking on was in Ezekiel. It was on the, the Valley of Dry Bones in Ezekiel 37. And to this day, it was one of the most impacting, I don't even really know what to call it. It was almost like hearing a, um, a play or a oration, maybe is, the, is a better way of doing it. Somebody giving a soliloquy on it. It was so good. And it made me look at that passage in a way that I really hadn't before. And the Lord really used it. Now, fast forward five years, I didn't really follow that speaker very much anymore. I don't think I've actually read or seen a single thing in five years. And then it was probably, uh, you know, a week or two ago and her name popped up on something. And oh, my goodness, she was teaching something extremely crazy. (laughs) It was no, it wasn't anything that I it was almost in that avoid column. And I thought, yeah, no, that's that's not a road I would go down. So there's times where we will get this right 
And there's times when we'll get it wrong. And at the same time, I don't want to say that I got it wrong in that did her did the talk that she give on Ezekiel 37, the Lord absolutely used that to point me to scripture in a great way. But that wasn't someone that is in any way somebody that you would want to really follow, you know, start modeling any any kind of really being gleaning from that as, as I've observed her as she's gone through. So there's times I think all of us, we get this right and we get it wrong. So I think the disclaimer there is a little bit is, you know, if you hear me quote someone, maybe you hear me quote C.S. Lewis, you hear me quote a lot of the dead guys is how I refer to it a lot, because, you know, the dead guys, they can't change their mind. Whatever they said in their lifetime, we've got it all written down now at this point. We can't look at that and they're not going to go off now. We've seen a lot of pastors and teachers and different influencers, if you will, really go off course, especially in the last five years. So when we reference Tozer or Spurgeon or any of these people, we, we've got it all. We know where they're at. Now, I will say there's probably something within one of those great teachers that maybe that is off. And why? Because they're human. Because they mess up. They miss the mark. Absolutely. So I want us to just keep that in mind. And maybe that sounds overly simplistic. Maybe you're thinking, well, of course, we didn't think that, you know, you would just be putting your stamp of approval on anything that someone would say. But then I actually want to push even a little bit further in. Again, I understand why people want to at least get a source or at least get a starting point of, is this a good source? But the stamp that of an individual's opinion on something, not that it's not helpful at times, but it shouldn't be the end all, right? We always want to go back to scripture because that's really the end all thing. So I want to read to you guys some scriptures about discernment because that's really what we're talking about. I think sometimes we can hear some teaching from a source that might be some wisdom in that, but sometimes they lack discernment in maybe even some of the things they support. So to give you an example, there are some, there's some really big women's conference things that individually, I've seen some things they've done that I'm like, that's really encouraging and that's absolutely pointing to Jesus and that is absolutely getting the gospel to people. And then I see things where they align themselves with other speakers that are really in that more of that column that is outside of doctrine. So then you got kind of a quandary, right? You have an individual that they in and of themselves, the things that they're saying that it seems to be on point. But then you see some of the, you know, some of the relationships they have, some of the people that they admire, some of the podcasts they go on. And then you go, oh, boy, I just don't know. And it kind of starts to give you that check. An example for me of this is when uh, Beth Moore went on Jen Hatmaker's podcast. So I've already told you I have no problem saying Jen Hatmaker's name on that because um, she teaches things that are outside of scripture. So if you have a podcast like that, I would expect someone that is a Bible believing, like strictly following, adhering to scripture, that's probably going to be something they're going to do like what Roman says, and they're going to avoid that individual. They're not going to a play into that. And it wasn't even just that Beth Moore went on the podcast. It was even just, you know, how she conducted herself with it. She was, they were BFFs, guys. I mean, they were absolutely tracking and on the same page. Now, they didn't talk about some of the things that perhaps maybe there are some biblical disagreements that they would have. They didn't talk about those, which is kind of unfortunate because if they had, then you could at least see like, oh, okay, well, here's where Beth Moore's coming down. This is different. 
than Jen Hatmaker. And you could you could have seen where that conversation would have gone and, and, and gleaned from that. But that isn't what it did. And so she just kind of ignored the fact that there were any differences. So is that me saying that Beth Moore is a false teacher? No, I am not saying that. And like I said, I think we need to be careful about that. With the example of Beth Moore, I guess, since I've thrown her out there and I'll just throw this on there again, you just have to pray about this. I guess with her, I don't know. So when I have that check, that she said enough things that are concerning to me, even though in the past I would have said, man, you, you really point to scripture. And I have done some of her studies years and years ago that I think were very true to scripture. And those things were great. I don't know that I would recommend her today. In fact, I know that I wouldn't, but that's just one of those situations. Would I say that she's not a Christian? Nope. I wouldn't say that, guys. That's not for us to say. The Lord knows the heart. But does it put enough of a check in my mind to make me go, mm, I'm going to have a little pause and I'm not going to go down that road? And it does for me. And sadly, she is, you know, hugely popular. And there's many women speakers in, that are in that column of really, really, really popular you might even put them more in like almost that influencer column. And I don't love that word, but really that's, it's what they're doing. They are really influencing people, which is, I don't know. I just, I struggle with that word because I just think that we need to be more focused on, no, we want actually people to hear the gospel. I'm not sure that that's always the direction that they go. So there's an example that is one that I'll, I'll actually put a name to. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily, I'm not saying you know, Beth Moore's not saved or anything. No, I'm not saying that. So don't hear that. But what I, my purpose in this podcast today is to talk about some of those questions you start raising in your mind of like, oh, should I do that Bible study? Should I listen to that conference? Should I listen to that podcast? I want to put a spine of scripture behind us to help us with discernment, because actually the Bible says a lot about discernment. I want to read you some of these passages that talk about this. One of my favorites is in Proverbs, and it's in Proverbs 2. It's kind of long, but there's so much here that it's pointing to how important this is. Proverbs 2, starting in verse 6, says, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair in every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of the wicked men and from those whose words are perverse. Okay, and it goes on. And again, it's it's so good because it's talking about the things that wisdom is a guard. It's a shield for us to keep us from some of, like it said at the end, from men whose words are perverse. Okay, those are words that are off track. And wisdom is what gives us that. Well, how do we get wisdom? If we're following along with us in our Proverbs study, we're talking a ton about wisdom. And wisdom, first of all, we know that scripture tells us that anybody who asks for it, it says in James, he generously gives it. He generously gives us wisdom when we ask. So that we know that wisdom is there really for the taking, right? We know that we have scripture that is true and perfect and unchanging. Culture, it's going to go all up and down. It's going to be all a mess. The word of God is going to stay the same. We can always go back to scripture and it'll tell us what it is. But that wisdom, it's that guard that's going to protect us from some of these. It's a discretion will protect you. Understanding. Sometimes that understanding, that's kind of what we're after a lot of times. Help me to understand this. That it might even be sometimes that 
is what makes you reach for that other source. You know, you maybe you're reading some scripture and, and you want to go, well, I really want to understand the concept behind this. And so you want a reputable theologian, maybe, you know, I do some research when I'm doing the studies and I like Wayne Grudem's systematic theology kind of digs deeper and goes there. Now, again, I will say, remember, he's human. He can mess up. So I just don't think we can ever, no matter who it is, we can ever completely disengage and just take everything they say and, you know, as gospel, because the only thing you can take as perfect is the word of God. But it can be helpful, right? And that's often what we're looking for. We're looking for that understanding to help us. But a good source is always going to point you back to the scripture and what it says there. Psalm 119, 66 and verse 125 say this, teach me knowledge and good judgment. It also says, I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. I love the command words in here or or the action words that it's saying. It's saying, teach me, give me. It's even assertive. But you can hear the prayer of the psalmist here coming to the Lord, asking the Lord, teach me knowledge. Teach me good judgment. Give me discernment. Man, what a great thing to pray for. If you are struggling with whether or not the some of the influences, maybe some, some maybe you maybe regularly follow along with a podcast, and maybe they've said some things every now and then. They're like, eh, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's fine and it's funny and it's great. That would be a great thing to lay before the Lord and just ask the Lord, teach me knowledge, give me good judgment and discernment, help me to understand your statutes. I know that sounds so simple. Like you're just saying we just pray about it and see if the Lord tells us we should. Yeah, I really do. I really do think that we can pray about each of these things. You know, even if you you have a, a very respected mentor that you just love and maybe you sent them an email and you said, hey, I, I don't know, should I read this book or not? And maybe they didn't get back to you. I'm saying that is okay. You, The scripture has given you all the tools that you need to be able to Look for yourself, search the scripture for yourself and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you, hey, is this something that I should be doing? Give me knowledge. Give me good judgment. Give me understanding. Psalm 25, 45 says, Lord, teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. I like that last part. My hope is in you all day long, because sometimes it's really easy in this conversation and in lots of conversations to exchange our hope into people, exchange our hope into our favorite speaker or blogger or whatever it is. And we want to hear what they have to say about it. And then we'll know what to do. Right. You know, we just need to get their take. And I got it. I mean, you know, you can get this way on a host of issues, not just stuff on the Bible. You can get this way on political issues or, you know, whatever. And you can go, oh, you just tell me what you think. And then that's and I, and I got it. But I love what Psalm 25, 45 says here, that very last part that says, my hope is in you all day long. We need to remember that our hope is in the Lord, not in the people that we're listening to or reading. Another one on that Psalm 32, 8 says, I, this is the Lord speaking, will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. I love that. We can depend on the Lord to instruct us and teach us and not just whoever is trending right now. We read Proverbs 2 a little bit earlier, but if you back up a couple verses, it says, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. 
the thing that I pull out here, lots of things, but one of the things that really hi- gets highlighted for me every time I read this section in Proverbs 2 is the searching, the work. It says, if you look for it, as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. What that should, see, we don't, we don't go around looking for silver, do we? We don't look around going for hidden treasure. But if we were, <laughs> if we were really had that map that, you know, X marks the spot and we were searching diligently and, I mean, working really hard to find something, there would be work to it. Yeah, there would be work to it. And you would be digging and you'd have your shovel and you would break a nail. There would be a level of pressing in to really seek what the Lord's will is on this. What What is this? Give me discernment. Remember, asking the Lord, give me insight, give me understanding. I think sometimes the reason we go to other sources to say, hey, you know, is this good or is this not? Sometimes it could just be because we don't want to do the work. I've done this too, guys. So I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, I've totally nailed this. But sometimes we just don't really want to do the research. And like I said, there is so much information out there that it feels like, ugh, I don't want to get this wrong. And so sometimes that's why I'm like, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this. I just know that I would rather err on the side of if there is that check and I'm not so sure, you know what, I'm just not going to go there. Maybe that's what it is. But if you have the time to really do the work and the research and stuff, but it says that we have to search for it, we have to actually get busy. And there's a little bit of some discipline and some work involved in searching for it. But the thing that's great, because this is specifically talking about the context, if we are searching for knowledge and wisdom, well, the source of that is going to be the Lord. The source of that is going to be coming to him in prayer. It's going to be going to his word and searching the scriptures for the things that are true, being like those Bereans, right? One more scripture I want to give you to kind of wrap up a little bit, because this, when Paul even says this, he says, and this is my prayer. And I kind of, I love how this brings it all home. And it's in Philippians 1, verse 9 through 11. My dad would call this a 911 prayer, a 911 verse here. And it says, and this is my prayer, that my love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight or wisdom, so that, and you can insert your name after that, so that I my family, you know, my kids, my husband, so that I may be able to discern what is best and be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I love that as the prayer that it really is posturing to come to the Lord and say, man, first, may my love, may it abound, may love abound but not just in the the love that the world says. That's just, they equate love with like tolerance and just including everybody of uh, all opinions and all thoughts and, you know, all of those things. They would just want to throw out the nonsense about, you know, actually letting something divide on doctrine. They would say, no, that's not loving. But that's not what Paul says here. He says, love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Our love is rooted in truth. We need to remember that in the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13, when it's saying all the things that love is, it is not arrogant, it is not rude, it does not insist on its own way. But it says in verse 6, it says of uh, chapter 13, it says, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Truth and love, love and knowledge, insight, those things go together. Those things go together. And so I think that that is, I love ending with this, prayer here that Paul gives us in Philippians, that we can pray that we would abound in love, in knowledge, and insight. 
So I know I didn't necessarily, I know I, I gave a couple names. There's probably some of you who are like, oh, but you didn't talk about this person or this person or this person. I know. And intentionally so. Because like I said, I really think that for the most part, we really need to go to the Lord, to scripture and discern if they're talking about something. I've given you some examples of some things that if it's clearly outside of what the Bible says, if the Bible explicitly says it and they're saying something different, well, that one's an easy one. Nope. You are to do what Romans 16 says and avoid them. You don't follow them. You just don't even darken that door. I really think it's that dangerous to even be tiptoeing close to that door. And I think we really need to be drawing that line. And as women, I think we need to be modeling that to other, you know, in that Titus 2 model of teaching the younger, of being bold and courageous to say, no, actually, I don't follow so-and-so because of this and this and this. And not, again, not out of a heart of being mean or uh, mean-spirited, anything like that, actually out of a heart of love and truth. The truth matters and what the Bible says matters. And we need to be able to be bold enough and courageous enough to be, okay, isn't that funny? The courage that I'm asking sometimes means that you don't follow them on Instagram, right? You don't subscribe to their podcast anymore. You might be surprised on how you might think that those posts that you read every day or when they post them, they might seem kind of benign, but take them off of your feed for a while and see if you really miss it. And then go, you know, I've done this before, I because years and years ago, before Jen Hatmaker kind of went off the rails, I had, um, I had followed her. And I, you know, I'd read her stories, and they'd be funny. Well, then, I was very convicted by Romans 16, that says, just avoid them. And so I totally took it off. And I don't follow, I don't do anything. Every once in a while, someone will send me something she said, or something like that. And so then I, then I'm kind of forced to like, look at it and see what she's up to. And what's amazing to me, guys, is back then her the things that she was doing was it was like really small little steps in kind of not a great direction, but they were pretty small. When you take a big several year break and read some of those things, you're going, oh, my, we're far way further than we we should be. So our courage is just to sometimes it's not even something that's very hard to do. But scripture tells us to avoid those things. So be careful, you know, ladies, with some of the things that we're taking in. I really do think it matters. And because there, we have a finite amount of time, don't we? There's only so many hours in the day and you get to choose the things that you allow in your mind. And let's let those be things that are pointing us to God's word scripture as much as possible. Man, if there's times that you just have some dead space and I do want to listen to something, but I don't know what to listen to, grab an audio Bible on your phone and just start listening to Psalms, you know, or listen to Colossians over your lunch break or something. But fill your mind with things like that, because that is what is going to help you in those times when you're trying to discern, man, what is this a good source or is it not? It's going to be taking you back to the source and, and ultimately asking the Holy Spirit to just give you that attitude, that giving you that discernment to know where you should be and where you should not be. And he will do it. 
He will give you that wisdom. And it's a beautiful thing. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. I know I love going back over these scriptures and it's always just such an encouragement to me to see how much the Lord really cares about this issue. He cares about us being discerning and measuring things against his word. And there's some strong words. I only read you guys the one in Romans, but there's several in the New Testament about things about false teaching and doctrine that's outside of scripture and things like that. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I think we should be really discerning about those things and really take those to the Lord. So go, remember, I always post these uh, scriptures and stuff in the show notes so that you guys can go back over them. You can mark them in your own Bible and you can spend even some time in your own quiet time asking the Lord about these. And maybe there might be some speakers that you followed, or maybe there was a conference you were thinking about going to that the Lord might ask you to reevaluate. He might not too, but he may. So just kind of take that to the Lord and and do give it the weight that it deserves, because I do think we need to be careful, especially in these days, because there's a whole lot of stuff out there. Okay. All right. I think that's it. If you guys have any comments for me here at the podcast, I love, love, love to hear from you. I've been hearing more from you guys, and it's seriously been making my day. I know when you guys are hearing these, it's probably when you're on a walk and you're not sitting in front of your computer or, you know, phone. And so you don't get to do it. But if you drop a comment on like if you if you go on Apple and you actually write a review, those comments, I can see those. I look at those or send me an email at the Devoted Podcast and bring some gals it with you on these things that maybe if they're struggling with needing some scriptures on discernment, um, share these with them. Let's help us, all the, uh, us gals together and really be sharpening each other and pointing each other to the word of God. Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at athecreek.com.